Champagne soccer, we back. <laughs> it's still spewing. It's still flowing. Anthony can't stop winning, man. Won the treble, won the Nations League in two different continents. What's going on, man? Rodri's on fire. Uh, 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 uh. Rodri's on fire. Uh, 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 uh. However that goes, oh, he he got a new chant though. Know it, hey, all right. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nice way to set it up. You see, you see what's going on, guys. He didn't say USA, USA. He started body popping for Rodri. Hey, how do you feel about that, Ephraim? What's up with that? I got no words, man. Wow, man. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to acknowledge USA. Whoa, oh. hey, man, Marcus, what's going on? He don't even know what he did wrong. <laughs> we win something, man. You don't even... Come on, man. We had Blonde Geo this week, bruh. He ain't even know if he did the Rodri joint right, but it sounded tight. Hey, it did, bruh. I mean, he got his Ballon d'Or winner shout out right Whoa, there, man. Rodri? <laughs> hey, Cletus, what's going on, man? Did did uh Did anybody you support pop any trophies, you know, celebrate, or was it just all eyes on you because you got to put Got to put shit on your back because your teams ain't holding it down right now. I mean, my boy Cristiano just broke another world record. Oh, Lord. 200, 200 appearances. 200 his, occasion? All right. Had a little, his 10th, uh, you know, hat trick. You know, it was, it was a call. Was it against? Can't remember. It's oh, word, yeah. Numbers and goals. SFC? Who was they playing, man? Numbers and goals. Who knows, man? He just scored a hat trick against North Macedonia, and I'm looking straight on that. Salute to them. Hold on, are those the boys that beat uh, Italy? <laughs> so they couldn't make a. Yeah, I think a, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Hey, well, all right. Salute to soccer, man. I heard he has the same amount of hat tricks at Old Trafford as Marcus Rashford, but hey, that that's none of my business. <laughs> you know, that's none of my business. Steady, <laughs> but hey, man, let's get it cracking. A lot of interesting things happened the past week. Let's start with the champions, the people that got to pop champagne, the Nations League, the U.S. This is the third edition or second edition in CONCACAF, and the U.S. defeated what Mexico or no Canada two nil. Shout out to Falarin Balligan scored his first goal for the U.S. men. Keep raising that value up, my son, even though the transfer market is ugly right now because Saudi Arabia is absorbing things. But he's going to break that down even more in a few minutes. But how did you guys feel about the match, uh, the tactics, Balogun scoring, Marcus? Uh, are you optimistic moving forward? Because it has been a while since the U.S. had a legit striker. I, I'll say this. He, he would... Right now, the way how he played in that game, he played how Jose used to play. If you're in Dempsey, kind of used to play in that striker role for the U.S. He kind of did what every Premier League player and every Arsenal striker kind of do. He tried to hold up the ball. Uh, he played at the Geo pretty well. I thought, again, like I said earlier, Blunt Geo was on another wave. Greg, you should pay attention to this, this run, these last two games because – the way how they were lined up, it was it was nice to look at. We had 15 shots on Canada. Like we we didn't dominate possession, but 
it was kind of funny. We were playing counterattacking ball, like Christian Pulisic drove his value. Everybody on that on that field, honestly, that is young, they drew their value up. Um, we also had the emergence of one of our new center backs, Chris uh, Richards. He got the early goal on the free kick. So, like, I think it was a lot of positives in that game, in that in that tournament. So we we just got to see what's gonna happen this summer. Uh, Clay got to sell Christian to somebody in the Premier League. Y'all got to sell Balogun maybe back to France. Um, it just they just need most. You know, what I mean, I just think that they just need consistent play time because they got the talent. Like, and that's just the problem. Like Christian don't don't play enough. Everybody on the field don't really play enough, but they did their thing out there that game. Shout out to that interim, interim, interim coach for that, for his job. All right. So since you've said that already, might as well break it down after hiring a firm to look for new management. I guess the U S board didn't like what they had and they ended up going back to Greg Berhalter. Uh, what are your thoughts on the hire and, did that kind of dampen the celebration because the reports were out? Was it during the game or before the game when it came out? Right before the game. Yeah. Honestly. So what'd you think about that and the timing? I thought it was an inside job on the low, bro. Like looking at the press conference following the game when the um new sporting director, I guess that's what you would call him. Um Cause he took over for the guy that went to went back to ESPN. They used to work for ESPN. Um, where he was talking was like he was getting feedback from the players now, and kind of like I seen in the interview, like some of the old legends were saying, like, "Why are you taking input for somebody that's only gonna be there for like one or two cycles? Like, you need to be building for the future." I mean, we had Henri trying to get us. We had Vieira trying to get us. We had Marsh trying to get us. I mean, I think we had some old legends that were trying to get us also. So it's just kind of confusing. You go back to this guy, I guess, because he already had a rapport. But honestly, he only got one more World Cup for me. If he don't, if we get eliminated in the group, I mean, honestly, the group is the lowest standard that we can have now. With this amount of talent, because I think striker was our problem. So I think honestly, if they can't make no noise against a Belgium, a fucking maybe even the old ass Italy if they come back out there. Like it just depends on who they go against. If they don't show like some fight, I think he gotta get the hell up out of there. You let Trent come out. If they let Trent come out there and get a uh, man of the match like he did on Malta, get him up out of there, bro. Package that day. <laughs> E-Money Bags, before the pod started, you were checking out the highlights, reminiscing on that victory. How did you feel about the match, the result, and the Burhalter news? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's positive, obviously. It looks like we're going in a good direction, you know, especially with, you know, wins against, like, Mexico, which we seem like we own now all of a sudden. Um, too bad we don't own them in the stands, but that's a whole different story. Um, but anyway, you know, you know, it's, it's, I kind of feel the same way as Marcus feels like, you know, I'm, I wasn't too down on Burhalter. You know, I, he, he did, it seemed like he did a decent job of building the team 
especially with that young talent that that we talked about like prior to the World Cup. Uh, you know, that that midfield we talked about, you know, uh the 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 back line, which, you know, I'm 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 up and down on Zimmerman, but he seems like he's fine back there. Uh and yeah, getting somebody like Belagoon to come in as a striker. Uh uh Nicholas Pepe seems to found his form, it looks like, you know, maybe, hopefully. Um, I think he might be on the move as well this summer. But these guys need playing time. That's the thing, right? You know, are they going to get the playing time they need uh, uh, at the clubs they're going to be at next season? Um, that's the thing, you know. Uh, I think Tyler Adams uh, has been rumored to be moving around this summer. Uh, who knows where Weston McKinney's going to be. Uh, Christian Pulisic needs to get somewhere so he can play. As long as these guys get playing time, I, I have high hopes, just like Marcus kind of in a way, too. And and I'm, I'm like, yeah, 2026 of bus. You at home. Most the vast majority of the matches are going to be uh, in the U.S. You got you know the the group stage should be a formality if you ask me at this point right with this group of talent you know they've been together for a long time now I think and they will continue I got two more years to or three more years now to kind of get it together to keep it going I'm mean, obviously there'll be some changes but I think you know with this core that we have and. You know, if they if they can can, can still receive the message that Burholtz is gonna gonna throw at them, you know, I, I got high hopes, but this has to be it though. This has it has to be twenty twenty six or bust, really. And honestly, you know what? I take that back. I'm looking at next season at the uh, next year, next summer at the uh um uh gosh, what's wrong with Dan? Yeah, Hope uh, America. Hope America. Thank you. It's here in the yeah. U.S. And that's gonna be a big test on on what we look like against the team Argentina. Brazil, and we talked about Brazil before the pod and how they kind of look without Neymar. But still, though, those are some some big tests from some of these South American teams. Yeah. So that might be actually the the what we need to look at next season and seeing how good we do in the in that uh, tournament. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same sentiment Marcus is for sure. Anthony, you you celebrated Rodri over the U.S. What was up with that, man? Hey man, uh, when I saw people hyping up Weston McKinney and his his jersey ripped, I was like, "We're we're hyping the wrong things." And then I we end up winning. An iconic moment in American soccer history. Yeah, well, like all, that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then I saw we won this competition for the second time, which was great progress. Don't want to shit on none of that, but. I mean, you see what side of the of the world we're on. So, come on, man, let's let's move on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we trying we trying to get there. And that's why I'm celebrating Rodri. We're, uh, that's why we celebrating Rodri. I I celebrate Marcus for the MLS minute. Thank you for for getting me into American soccer. But you know, hold on, but the I Nations League that. in Europe is the same as the Nations League in Concacaf. They're both Fugazi, according to me. But I mean, you know yeah. how it is. It, eventually it is going to be considered a major achievement. So I look at it as the FA Cup for a national team. So I Dan, guess it matters, you know. You know, I, I told you I was honest with you the other day, even with the um, conference, whatever, Spain winning, whatever thing that was. I said, hey, man, I thought these countries were, were playing friendlies. I didn't know none of them playing anything that mattered. And so that goes to our point about um, 
FIFA having these players play a lot of matches. It's getting kind of crazy because I was just I was on the treble high. I'm sorry. Now all of a sudden I got to pay attention to you know country and cl- country competitions, and it's not the World Cup. It's not even the Euros. I'm I got to pay attention to Concacaf stuff or or uh, with the Nations League, man. Word. All right. I guess I'm gonna look over at Europe because that's more of a postseason, preseason type of thing instead of over here in America, where to me it just seems like scrimmages. And that's yeah, just yeah. it, man. Gladys, <laughs> you and UEFA have been trying to make this Nations League real. And you got upset when you saw America had one too. You didn't even like the way the trophy was looking. How did you feel about it? Uh, the highlights, you know, watching your boys, Davies, David, and them lose to America. And what do you think about Burholter coming back? Yeah, the Burhalter guy, honestly, the news, the way it was released, bad timing. It was a Bayern move right there. Honestly, I don't feel like he should come back. Homie, that was the interim coach. I think he could have definitely earned a position to kind of take them a little bit further because looking at that trophy, that weak trophy celebration, I'm like, this is a complete team. This is an experienced team that, you could say they're JV, but they could play with varsity. Like, they could compete. So, like, my expectation for USA is definitely has risen. So, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on these niggas now. Um, but, yeah, Gio, Gio definitely turned up. I watched the highlights, and then I went back and watched the game. Like, Gio, I don't think they would have dominated the game without Gio because Pulisic was, once again, non-existent. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a good building block for USA. They've been taking the right – strides i feel like the whole like switching management because even after the burhalter guy was fired another uk dude came in or australian dude came in as an interim coach and then this other guy came in so it was like the switching coaches thing they got to chill on that because the world cup is in three years in their backyard so they definitely need some stability um but yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna keep an eye on this team now because i'm seeing a lot of players there i'm like you play at a top club you may not play every day, but yeah, you're under surveillance. That's, that's yeah. What yeah, I saw Arsenal post about Arsenal wins the Nations League, and I'm like, hey, man, what is this? I see Matt Turner, I see Balogun, and I see Austin Trusty. The hell is that? Who is that black man? Marcus, what is that guy? Center back on loan at Birmingham? Oh, I thought that was a part of the Jew 360 deal. We didn't even holler at you. What is this? They, they let Job go to Sunderland. So what a let me let me relax. Who is Austin Trusty and does does he mean anything to the US national team, Marcus? I've never heard that brother's name Jeez, until today. Okay. I'm looking at the sub to see if he even got in, and that's a no. Bro, he didn't even make the match day. Oh, he did. He did get it. Hold on. Hold on. Correct. Sure. This might be a crocky play. I don't know. Bro, he plays for Rangers? Nah, bro. He's not a factor. He's left-footed. He's I don't I think he's your only left-footed center back. That's why y'all need him. <laughs> That's why they want to call Jared Brooks back. Oh, oh okay. Now now I see what's going on. Hey. I, all right. Ephraim, you ever heard of Austin Trusty? Yeah, I'm looking at his stats. When I know, no, I have not. I'm, I'm not so saying, yeah, but no, I have not. 
I'm looking at his stats right now. I guess, yeah, he must have been on loan then because he look they got he got he, he plays for Birmingham City, which makes it even worse, uh, if you ask me. So uh yeah, 6'3, 183 pounds. 6'3, hey man, yeah, well, you <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, look, it maybe. Yeah, I, I ain't, I ain't gonna knock him. I ain't gonna knock him yet. So, hey, I put him in on YouTube, bro. Yeah. And it says this is why Arsenal signed. Y'all was about to sign this brother. Like nah, he is. A, he is Arsenal player. Oh, he is on. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. he was on loan. That you guys don't listen to me, man. I just said that. I just yeah, said but, I, but I said, but I also said he was on loan to Birmingham City. So, yeah, from Arsenal. That's Marshall. where all that. That's where okay. that's where all it happened. Got it, got it. Hey man, hey. all right, Austin, trusty Huff. Let's not waste enough time, man. Are we gonna see him during <laughs> yeah, the summer? He, he, hey, hey. That. well, maybe yeah, he might play for the friendlies on in America for sure. As a sub, though, he got, he did score four goals for them. So, as a defender, so I give him that. Set piece merchant, congrats. All hey. Right. All right, that's what's up. Well, let's go from that exciting match to a nil-nilla. <laughs> Ended up going to penalties. Sorry, Luka Modric. Don't look like you ever win anything with your country. Spain ended up winning the Nations League. I think they're the third winner in the history of the UEFA edition. The first was Portugal. Second was France. Rodri won man of the tournament, just like he did with the Champions League. Anthony's been trying to tell me all year that he's the man while the media was looking at Casemiro getting red cards. Oh, look how great he is. Oh, man, look how hard he works to get out the game. And everybody was gassing up Partey for a little bit until he choked and allegations popped up. And, you know, he started switching his name, found religion. He became Yakubu. Then maybe Shorty finessed him. I hope he goes to the Saudi League. Anywho, what's going on, Anthony? Give us your soliloquy on why Rodri is the man and he deserves all the love and the attention he's gotten this season. Well, I think uh, he solidified himself as a great Fernandinho replacement as our, um, I guess, the fulcrum of our team, the pendulum. He 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 acts like the the battery for the attack and the defense. He's an unsung hero. I played a lineman as a football player, American football. And so I'm, I'm all for players who don't get <clears throat> recognition for goals, stats, you know, looking pretty on the field, but they do the work that helps the team win. And Rodri, when it came down to it, um, he, he ain't take no breaks. Calvin Phillips ain't get in at all this season. He barely played. If I if I, I'll have time to look up this, the numbers in a little bit in the episode, but just to not get all hyperbolic about it. But he really didn't play. The times even Roger was gassed towards the end of the season, like you say, he was still in. He scored the winning goal in the Champions League final, and then he was the man of the he was the man of the match in that final as well, and in the Nations League final. So that's showing that what we're seeing now, the teams that he's playing on, he's now man of the match for the Nations League final. He won okay. man of the tournament. Man of the tournament. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. And that's even better. That sounds crazier. You know what I'm saying? Man of the tournament is, hey, he was that guy. 
So now he's he's putting his foot through the door of Europe, like, hey, I'm here. I'm not just a, uh, I guess a system player, as some may argue with Kevin De Bruyne. You know, when he goes to his country, he he kind of disappears. Rodri, World Cup, he was just playing center back, um, and now didn't see what he was playing in these what I perceived as scrimmages until it wasn't wasn't that, <laughs> and so I'm holding the trophy. He he obviously was playing a, a role that helped his nation get this get this trophy, which is good. We made shit on the competition, but hey man, it exists and they won it. And so that's tight. I think he may not be as flashy or uh not even flashy, but quick as Conte was. Cause I even saw a highlight that Conte broke Rodri down, I think like two, three years ago. It was nasty. And, and we know how uh, Conte plays, how they won the Champions League, just his style. He's everywhere. But Rodri's different. He's calm with the ball. It could be four people surrounding him, and he's using his body, boxing him to make that correct pass. He he never looks like he's under pressure, and that's something that after watching Fernandinho, a master of the dark arts, seeing somebody play Sort of similar, but not really with the dark arts in mind, but more of tactical sturdiness. He's he's very sound, man. So I think uh he's not pretty, he's not he's not flashy in his style of midfield play, but I think real footballers, you guys would uh, will appreciate that man. That guy don't lose the ball, and he actually play actually has progressive attacking passes. And that's that's a beautiful thing to watch. For sure. I think he is undisputably the best defensive midfielder in the world. He's clutch. He'll always be known for scoring the game-winning goal in a Champions League final. And it also kind of helps the Pep narrative. Like, oh, see, Pep was right all along. You see, he switched the system. It kind of unlocked Rodri to go and roam farther up, even though he has always made those timely runs. But just at that moment, that overlap with John Stones, the cutback pass by Bernardo, it was great technique. And yeah, he is the total package for what you want from a defensive midfielder. He's 6'3", he's rangy, he can pass, he has the vision, he's great at positioning, he's not the quickest, but he can get there. So, hey, man... I don't got any complaints with him as a guy that loves watching defensive midfielders play. I would say low key. That's my favorite position to watch because you see the flow of the game happen through them. And yeah, he's definitely by far the best in the world right now. Uh, Ephraim, how did you feel about the final, uh, you know, Modric not being able to lift one up for Croatia and Rodri now becoming one of the best players in the world. I think you got to say he's world-class now. He's won everything for his club. He's been highlighted for a standout player and the bit two biggest tournaments. Well, not the two big. Well, yeah, this year, because I was about to say World Cup, uh, you know, it was a little quiet, but it's okay. Uh, but what's good, E, man? What are your thoughts on Rodri and uh, the final, the Nations League final? Uh, I honestly didn't get to watch that match, uh, so I can't really speak on that one too much. But as far as his, his ascension, I mean, I think, I think we we may have talked about it before, whether whether on the podcast or offhand. Like, 
Yeah, he's definitely one of the best. And he he benefits from playing in, you know, systems in both his national team and his club team that will have the ball a lot of the times. And so he's able, like to, to Anthony's point, he's able to show off some of those passing skills, you know, like this game, last game, Spain passed 763 times. You know, that's a lot of passes, and especially for a, you know, somebody plays in his position, hold midfield, uh, he's going to receive a lot of the ball. You know, not not only that, he's not going to be, you know, assigned to one spot necessarily. He moves around a lot in that back, you know, helping protect that back four and obviously advancing up the field like he does, as we saw in the Champions League final when he scored, scored the game-winning goal. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, he leads the league. He led the Premier League in passes last season, the season that just passed. I, mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he did the season before as well. Um, so he's always going to have that the the chance to show off that part of his skill set. I I don't know if he's the best like strictly defensive defensive midfielder, but as far as like having that role of of being the pivot, being the the fulcrum, as Anthony said, I think oh no doubt about it, I, it's hard to argue that he's not the best uh, person in that role, uh, playing especially playing in in the teams that he plays on. So. Yeah, I fully agree. It's hard to argue anything otherwise, unless I'm just want to be biased and say somebody from other teams was, you know, are better than him. But nah, if you look at it objectively, he's definitely one of the best, if not the best, in his role for sure. And obviously able to to, to play a defensive, you know, a, a center back role as he showed at the World Cup, and he's done with Pep as well. So for sure. Now, Marcus, I know your boy Fabinho used to be up there. But uh, do you think Rodri is the best defensive midfielder in the world right now? Or do you have someone else to throw in there? So um, it's a it's a nickname that Fabinho has that I think kind of applies to uh, Rodri. Um, his, they, we call him Dyson. And I think Rodri is the grown man version. So I guess, I don't know. What I saw online, they call it a Mueller. Um, I guess that's the German expensive vacuum. So that's what we're gonna call Roger a Mueller. Um, homie, like how y'all said, he, 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 he's no homo. He just played back. Hey man, he make I it thought impact. you were saying no homo to call it that brother a vacuum, man. Hey, <laughs> I was, but uh, I was gonna see how y'all was gonna let that pass. I mean, um, pause, because I heard no homo isn't good. Happy Pride Month, guys. Anyways. Yeah, yeah excuse me. Um, yeah, but that's why I look at the defensive midfield play uh, position, honestly. Like, those dudes kind of play as a vacuum. Like, they dare to relieve the center backs. They dare kind of to dictate the play. If you play in certain systems, like Pep system, he took over for uh, Fernandinho pretty well. Um, like I know how you said, he doesn't do as much of the dark arts, but his flexibility and his size, I think that is, and his age is a, is a benefit, honestly, to the system. And right now he in his prime and Spain used him the right way when they was using him as an auxiliary center back. I mean, I think Pep uses him perfectly. And I think, like I said earlier in the pod, I think he's going to probably take votes away from Holland in the Ballon d'Or because he's won silverware multiple times this year, had a major impact multiple in multiple tournaments. So I think 
I might be putting this propaganda out there, but I think Roger is going to assist, throw the assist to Messi for the Ballon d'Or because people have going to have to decide between voting for Holland, voting for Rodri, and shit. Who else got, who else went off on City? Kevin DeBarner might get a couple? No. No. Grealish. Grealish got a couple. Um, but he's well. Hey, I mean, he does. He does. He's on the list. He's on the list. I have a, I have a question. I have a question. I would like to raise. Yeah. Um. I I just thought about the Ballon d'Or. Isn't it a French award? Dan, yes, France football. Yep, that's their award. Hmm. Didn't they just boo Messi? Yes, they At did. PSG? Yeah. Hmm. Well, they don't like they, PSG well, like what, that over what there. What if they pull a power move and they don't give him this this well deserving Ballon d'Or and it goes to a city player? You know, they there's people, officials, individuals in Africa that will take the bribe and check off Messi. Okay, that is how. <laughs> That's why they changed the voting format. You know, that's why they had uh your boy Drugba as the mascot for Ballon d'Or voting, even though he never even won one. I don't know what he's doing on the board, but whatever. Uh, yeah, the voting has changed. I think the Ballon d'Or now will be given out in October. So it'll be interesting to see how that happens. In the past, it used to be for the calendar year. Now it's for the season. So whatever happens to start the 23-24 season shouldn't affect the voting, but you know, people are weird. So I don't know when the voting is going to be submitted because technically it should be done right now. Like, what's the holdup? But I get it. You want to wait so things don't leak out early. So uh, we'll see. But uh, Claytis, Rodri, best uh, defensive midfielder in the world. You got another contender. It can't be Conte. He's going home to Saudi Arabia, man. I'm not even going to argue that, but I think he's definitely going to win Euros, uh, the best award. But as pertains to the Ballon d'Or, I think it's going to be hard for him to win that. But it'll be interesting to see how the voting goes, if he's going to get the votes, if they're going to try to slide and bop in there and just try to make it a three-way, um, you know. But other than that, besides looking at the game, uh, I think Spain benefits a lot from Rodri, from like what he offers them, you know, that protection also being able to kind of like push the ball up and allowing them to kind of be creative at the top because they don't really have another option in that defensive midfield role. So he's been he's been a utility man, but at the end of the day, I feel like he's definitely beneficial to that midfield, allowing Gabby and them guys to kind of do their thing. But all in all, like, yeah, he's had a really good season, you know, for a defensive midfielder. Um, I don't see a reason why he doesn't win the best player award. He's outperformed majority of everybody on the team, especially Kevin. I feel like he he offered way more this season than Kevin did for sure. Um, so yeah, he definitely deserves you know all the accolades he's getting. That's what's up. Now let's go into some bad news and concerns with national teams real quick. Ghana. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. One question. One question. What has he been doing this whole time? Who? What has he been doing this whole time? Hey, man, he's been coaching. He's been, you know, trying to get back in the national team to go to the World Cup. Uh, that didn't work out. So now, yeah, the baby jet, he's finally landed. Samwa John has announced his retirement. I wasn't even going to bring it up, up until the end. Shout out to him. 
Ghana's all-time leading scorer, the best Ghanaian national team player I ever got to see because, you know, I've heard stories about Tony Eboy, uh, Bede Pele, uh, Abdul Razak back in the 70s. Hey, salute to all y'all. But Baby Jet's the one that I saw. He's the one that took us to the World Cup for the first time. He's the first man to score in eight consecutive international tournaments, which was the record until um, FIFA tricked it off for Cristiano to get that illegal penalty, ironically, against Ghana so that he could have the record. Uh, but yeah, man, Baby Jet. He will be known also for having, you know, tricked off a few penalties. Uh, we didn't win AFCON. We probably could have, should have won at least 2015 against Ivory Coast. 2011, maybe also the year Zambia won. We probably should have won it. But hey, number three, even though he was a number nine, he has classic tracks in Ghana. Rest in peace, Castro the Destroyer, you know. Hey, Baby Jet's definitely a legend. Who was there? Drugba was there. What? Why is Drugba everywhere? My man, my man, Baby Jet's crying at his retirement speech, and Drugba comes out and I'm like, hey man, all right, I get it. This nigga has a lot of time on his hands. Shout out to Drugba though. He's he's a real gentleman. I, I like that he was around supporting his fellow African brother. That is cool. The all jokes. Hey, something. damn, a lot yeah. of air miles also. How you getting all these damn places? What's going on, man? Hey, man, he might have the teleportation device on the low, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe he got the Ballon d'Or plane. I don't know, man. Make you, it went for jet. you went for Jet, might be moving. Yeah, man, because I feel like I feel like Marcus in a couple weeks or a couple months, we're going to see him at the Champions League ceremony. Hey, hey. And in group B, I'm like, hey, man, all right, dog. <laughs> Chelsea, why don't y'all give him a job as an ambassador or something so he can sit down somewhere? No, no, he, he doesn't fuck with us. Um, oh, yeah, Michael Cien don't either. That nigga was at the <laughs> at Real Madrid. I was like, hey, man, yeah, he was on loan there. <laughs> he acted like it was his club. How does doing niggas dirty right now? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. But y'all still got the clips of him and his goal, and they wanted they let me recreate his goal when I pulled up on y'all stadium though, bro. How y'all know fuck with him though? Nah, it's Todd. Uh, Todd, right. Todd, Todd doesn't want you know he's trying to move on. Yeah, new era, new era. That's why Peter Check got low. Yeah, I I dig it, but yeah, and what I was gonna say before Clay, this did remind me to show love to Samwa Jan was. Ghana might not make the African Cup of Nations. Uh, they needed to win against Madagascar. They played on June, oh no, not Juneteenth. <laughs> they played on Father's Day, and it was a nil-nil draw to Madagascar. They have a cartoon name after them. That's what they're more known for than the... Uh, and then now we have to beat the Central African Republic to qualify for AFCON in September. But you know what the problem is, guys? The last time we played them, we couldn't even beat them. It was a draw. So Ghana might not make the African Cup of Nations for the first time ever. And it's a election year in Ghana next year. Heads are rolling. I don't know what's going on. Chris Hewton, they thought, oh, we get a European. He'll make us better. Don't look like it. So, yeah, Ghana national team is not looking good. So maybe... Maybe I do need to look at the U.S. Austin Trusty, right? All right. Hey, Dan, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who is this brother? Uh, Joseph P 
paint sale. Mm, he's he, pretty. He's a pretty good winger. Mm. He's saying y'all supposed to be ending the forty year drought this year. I think we are close. That's what he told Sports Three. Yeah, I bet. Close to not even making it. Don't even worry about it. Hey, shout out to him and shout out to Corruption and Ghana holding us back. They don't play the best players because the people that are part of the selection committee are also agents. So they're going to put their boys on. And that's one of the reasons why we suck. Shout out to the Black Stars, I guess. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some positivity, though. Or the rumors, because we don't even know if it's true yet, Ephraim. Carlo Ancelotti to coach Brazil. He might be the first foreigner to ever coach the greatest national team in the history of the sport. It's right now speculation that after the 23-24 season, Carlo and David will go down to Sao Paulo and Parley and try to end their World Cup drought. Do you guys think this is a good decision? And what about Brazil? Are they right to go after Ancelotti? Like he is the end-all, be-all to end this drought. I mean, it seems like they've had a hard-on for him for a while. Obviously, you know, with the president, been the, the their football president been talking about getting him for, what, over a year now? Hasn't it been over a year now that they've been talking about it? And it looks like they're going to try to pull his son down there early to try to convince him to to, to really uh, help with the transition, I guess. so. Yeah, because they know David's really the boss. The boss has, has a great But Carlo great can't point. let him go because who's going to run the training sessions? Right, great point. Very good point, right? Because that's, that's the rumor. Or maybe it's not a rumor. Maybe it's more truth to that than not. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean... I guess it's worth it to give it a shot. I mean, if he didn't have a, a clear future with Real Madrid after next season, then fuck it. Go ahead and go down there and see what you can do for uh, for Brazil because uh, they need something. You know, I know Neymar is the end-all, be-all for them right now, but maybe the, for the fact that he coaches uh, a couple of the guys on the team already, maybe that'll help. Um who knows, man? It's gonna be a wait and see pattern. Hopefully, he lasts until the World Cup. Uh, you know, obviously, he'll be there. For, you know, if all things go well, he'll be there for the uh, uh, Copa America next year. Um, and in time to coach them for the summer that summer tournament, so he'll have a uh, you know he'll have a trial run to see how he does in that tournament. So, I don't know, man. Marcus, I think that. Ever since Morocco made the semifinal of the World Cup and people found out that their coach got hired that summer, I think people are like, hey, man, you don't need that much time to train. It's international football, man. They'll figure it out. Do you think Carlo can just walk into Brazil after coaching Real Madrid for a season and then just go to Copa America ready to roll with no issue? It's two things I got to add to this uh, for this to work. Is his son coming? And is Neymar going to come back and play? Because if Neymar plays, he going to tell his guys what to do, and he might just let Neymar cook, and he might just sit on the sideline with a cigar. And if his son come, we already know who giving them the tactics, bro. Like, honestly, 
at this stage, if he when he go to Brazil, bro, I think he really relaxed. I don't think he forcing nothing because kind of like you said, I've already worked with these young dudes at Madrid. So it's like kind of like I'm going to put a system out there that can work for them and then just see how it go. I think he's going to be in vacation mode. I don't even think he's going to take that that's super serious. Like, unless Brazil putting pressure on him, like, hey, you need to win the World Cup. Uh, they will, you know, they 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 going to because Cletus, this is a drought that has started, I guess, after they won 2002. 2006 wasn't a great, you know, follow up. They lost to France. Then since then, it's just been a struggle. Do you think Ancelotti can be the guy to help them to win the World Cup? Because they don't I don't think they care about Copa America down there. Um, because they won Copa America in 2019, but there was a time when they didn't participate in Copa America for like over 25 years because the country didn't care about it. All they wanted was the World Cup. So this is it has to be World Cup or bust. But do you think he's the right hire? I mean, I won't say yes, I can't say no, but they're just desperate. You know, I don't feel like they're really done the research to try to find a coach. That's going to build like a foundation. Like, for instance, I hate to say these are two individuals. They're shopping, um Buddy in England. They kind of build a foundation around the players. Southgate. <laughs> oh, man. Buddy. So, so, you know, they're, they're trying to find like the quick fix, you know, trying to find a quick play. But Ancelotti specializes in tournament. A-game tournaments, you know, he's going to come prepared. He's going to know how to break you down and how to kind of, you know, get those wins. And that's what the World Cup is, just an A-game tournament, see how far he could go. So it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, how he sets that up, having players like Vinicius and Rodrigo and, like, you know, Militao there already. I think that's definitely going to help him with, like, the language barrier and just, like, connecting with the players and letting them know what he's kind of expecting from them because, you know, he's not going to talk much. David is going to run the training, like we all said. Um, but it'll be it'll be nice to see. But I don't I don't think they're going to win the World Cup. Uh, I don't see it. And don't forget, Claytis, the World Cup is expanding in 26, 48 teams. So it's going to be more games. <laughs> I feel like the next World Cup that Brazil wins is going to be like a more of a historic one for the for the sport itself. You know, seeing like one of the, the old guys win a World Cup again. But it's going to be calm for a bit. 2030, Hendrix is going to save him. Don't worry about it. Uh, Anthony, you feeling Carlo Ancelotti potentially going to Brazil? Yeah, I think it's an excellent pickup for them. Getting a legendary manager like Ancelotti. Uh, excuse me. I believe that's like you said, World Cup or bust. It shows the pedigree of what they're trying to go after, who they who they got. As a manager, they believe he can get the job done while looking straight under pressure. You know what I'm saying you're getting the guy with the face that doesn't change no matter what. It's amazing. So you better hope that uh winning mentality, cool under pressure, vibes is induced into your team during the biggest stage. So Hope it works out. Nice, nice. Now, e-money bags. We hope some of these transfers work out. 
I know it's transfer season. It's a lot of nonsense going on, a lot of rumors, but Ephraim goes through all of it and gives us what he thinks are the most authentic sources. So, Ephraim, what you got for us, man? And just to clear it up, like you said, they are rumors, but I do try to get the biggest ones they talk about. So I just want to make sure that it's clear. Nothing set in stone. They're rumors. I'm, I'm probably wrong about a lot of them after the next couple of weeks come up because a lot of things change. So let's start with Liverpool, though. Apparently, Ryan Gravenberch is on their radar. Another another uh, key component in the rebuild of Jurgen Klopp's midfield. Um, he recently talked about wanting to play. Uh, did say he hasn't talked to Thomas Tuchel yet about his playing time, but he wants to do something regardless of if he's in Bayern. He said he wants to stay at Bayern, but I'm sure if the money's right, he'll go wherever he wants to go. Uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, Romeo Lavia, I think he's on the radar for a lot of teams. Liverpool's one of them. I think Arsenal's another one. So that'll cover a little bit of the Arsenal part of it. <laughs> with uh, Chelsea looking at like they were running down his signature as well. So um, look out for him. Liverpool may have had a bid for uh, uh, Valverde from uh, Real Madrid rejected. I think it was around 51 million uh, pounds. I'll do some conversions another time, but uh, let me get that. Uh, I know. Right. Right. Shit. That's a, that's a hell of a midfielder if you get him. So, uh, but looks like it's been rejected. I'm sure Real Madrid is going to want a lot more money for somebody like him. Um, but that would be a crucial component if, if Jokin lands on his signature. Um, as far as uh, big signs for Liverpool, I think uh, for Mr. Uh, we talked about uh, Kefren uh, Turum. But I think it, from what I hear, the rumors are that they're going to wait. Liverpool are going to wait till after the uh, under-21 World Cup uh, tournament or Euro tournament, I think it is, to look for his signature. So, that may take a little bit longer. Let's move on to your team, Dan. Hey, hold on, E. That's Go July. for it. The date, the date is July 8th. Okay. okay. So okay. Uh, July 9th, get ready for that medical, motherfucker. Okay. All right. Here we go. You heard it first, everybody. All right. So going to our Arsenal. Uh, as of about 14 hours ago, Arsenal looked like they might be the ones to uh, – to uh, be in the race, the lead in the race, excuse me, for Romeo Lavia. I know we just talked about him. Um, but like I said, there's other teams that are looking to get his signature too. Uh, I know Dan mentioned this earlier. Thomas Partey might be moving off from uh, uh, the Gunners this summer. Um, he has one year left. So if he does leave, I'm sure Arsenal want to take advantage of, of, of trying to get some money for him. Not only that, speaking of coming in again, uh, uh, so excuse me, um, Timber uh, from Ajax. Looks like uh, Arsenal's looking to, to yeah, Dan. Looks like I'm trying to show up your back line. He's versatile. Hey man, he could play like center back, right back, left back. He could play. He could play in the midfield too. I've seen him play for Ajax sometimes. He, he's very versatile. Might not be the worst thing for you. Um, and it looks like you guys are looking to get Kai Havertz too. Sixty million dollar bid. Uh, Given to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, the offload starts, right? All right, Man City. Who are we looking for? Man City look like they're trying to get in the race for Declan Rice after Arsenal. That's what I forgot to say. Arsenal. Two bids rejected for uh, Declan Rice. Two. The last one, is I think, is today. I think it was 90 million pounds. Or no, 115 million pounds. The first one was 90 million pounds. Okay, so, okay Arsenal. 
Yeah, yeah, spend one twenty, bro. You got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You know, you know the price is high for these English players now. Come on yeah, now. Y'all about to be in DC doing the USA tour, man. Y'all got the, y'all got the bread. Come on, man. Come to Rose Bar. <laughs> Get a little, little donation, you know. No doubt. Hala Madrid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it looked like uh, Man City's entering the race as well. You know they got the money. So uh, if Arsenal can't pay high enough, we already know we're waiting in the wings and. Who wouldn't turn? Who would turn down a, uh, an invite from Man City? Uh, Calvin Phillips. <laughs> Calvin Phillips. Uh, he's saying he wants to stay in Man City amongst uh, rumors that he may be looking to go somewhere else, at least for next season. Um, but he hasn't been playing, so I don't know. It might. It might do him well to move on. He still gets called up to the national team, so he don't have to play. Harry Maguire settings, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, man's uh, Kyle Walker. Uh, there's been rumors that uh, Bayern Munich have been looking at him. Surprise, I'm actually surprised by that one, but there's rumors about that. But he wants to stay at Man City and don't blame him. I mean, yeah. certain winners, right? Uh, and looks like Bernardo Silva, Silva, excuse me. Uh, not nothing's in concrete yet, but there has been some talks with the Saudi team about acquiring his services. So Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for that. And PSG try to go. At him too. Yeah, yeah. I know I reported last week about United and Kim and Jay being close to uh, signing some personal terms, but oh boy, Bayern Munich going to scoop on in and try U-turn. to get it. Huh? So that was a U-turn. Oh, quick U-turn. Because, uh, yeah, That's man, it's like uh, Bayern Munich has been approaching them as well. Um, Rasmus Hoyland. Uh, plays for Atalanta. Looks like he's been uh, another target for a striker up for um, instead of if we can't get somebody like Victor Oshman. Um, looks like he's a target, but looks like they want around 80 to 100 mil for him. So the price may be high for that man. Um, Marcus Rashford signed a new deal. I know it's not really transfer news, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to hype that one up too. Um, Go to Chelsea. Apparently, four Chelsea players may be going to. Uh, well, excuse me, three. We already know Conte left. Look like Mendy, Koulibaly, and Zayesh might be going to Saudi Arabia as well. Saudi's trying to get a whole bunch of uh, players now. We might be having to do a Saudi minute, as uh, Anthony just said in the chat for us. Just to let you know, by the way, uh, there's mm-hmm. another one on on that list soon to be added. His name is Hassan Adoy. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a, trying, I don't trying that's trying a feeling that or they trying to sell it. Right? I don't know if that's a feeling. Though. No, 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 they pulled up. They pulled up. They're starting to go. They they asked about him. Yeah, so. they trying to sell that kid off, man. Damn. The well, one kid that never was. Well, never was. Yeah. Well, on some incoming news, I know we talked about it last week as well, but Christopher and Kuku and Kuku signed his uh his contract officially. Uh, he is here. He is a uh, 52 million pound uh, transfer from uh, by Leipzig. Um, Very cheap. Yeah, real good, real good price for him. Absolutely, that's good business. Actually, that's probably some of the best top, business goalies made. Top goal scorer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. I need um, in a farmers league though. Relax, man. I need goals. Hey, I ain't, I ain't mad at that. Uh, and I want to do one more for Chelsea. Looks like they still want to go after Moises Caicedo. Uh, Fabrizio Romano reports that they are going to uh, have a formal bid for him go in next week. Um, 
apparently the uh, agreement on personal terms is in a very advanced stage and they said they're almost done. So it's just up to the clubs to agree to a transfer fee. So, or I guess there may be, I don't know if there's a release clause or not for him, but yeah. Oh yeah. One more thing for Chelsea. Y'all signed another striker, um, uh, Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. I think he's a Spanish striker. He has a brother that plays for, uh, is it Bilbao? Can't remember, but he used to play for them. Nicholas Jackson. He's not American though. That brother. No, no, no. He's Spanish. He's Spanish. Yeah, that brother's Spanish. from Gambia, man. He's from Gambia. Yeah, but he's Spanish though. His people's moved to Spain back in the but day. He plays for Senegal. Oh, does he? I thought he was the brother. Oh, well, shoot. Maybe I got I got the wrong Jackson. There's a Jackson that plays for, in Spanish though. Hey, that my blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> but y'all sign to know another. Yeah, Nicholas Jackson plays for Senegal and he's from Gambia. Hey man, I don't know, but yeah, that's him. All right, well, y'all signed him. Yeah. He's with Chelsea. He's uh, going to have a uh, he's going to have a uh, physical coming up soon. So that's it for transfers, guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, Nicholas Jackson. You 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 wouldn't know that brother's African with that name, or maybe you wouldn't know he's African. <laughs> All depends. Marcus, I heard Messi's debut is July 21st. And I know you got more news to educate us on that wonderful MLS. It's time for that minute, man. What's going on? And like you said, we'll get the messy news out quick. Uh, July 21st, League Cup match against, yeah, uh, this is a real legit team name, Cruz Azul. Yeah, You were I'm right, a- Marcus. I think you said he was going to make his debut against one of the Mexican teams for more promo. I think he said that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how that go, man. You know, shot, you, you know. Like I said, Dan, Dan, Dan uh, he lead the way on the research. You know how we go. But um, yeah, so with the messy news, they're gonna be they're gonna have to use some of them DP spots. And you know what the rumors is. First off, they saying they got Tata Martinez on the way as the coach, saying he's gonna take over as soon as uh July 1st. He already coached Messi at Barca, if you didn't know. He coached Messi at Argentina. So they hoping to get that magic. But if you know anything about Tata recent history, his problem for Mexico was he was playing cooked old players. So, yeah, it's a big question with that one. But we'll give you some of the room with players. I want to que- I have a question for you, sir, before you continue. Because you know Tata Martino, too. He used to coach your boys in Atlanta. What are your thoughts our- on him personally? Hey, man, he gave us a title. He gave Newcastle the Jack Grealish's meme. Um, I mean, when he 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 kind of is good with building a team from the ground up, and with in the Miami, pretty much in that that wood that wooden spoon spot right now, they need some they need some rebuilding. They got some pieces because uh, this will go into the the one of the players I think may come over. 
Jordy Alba, they got two two fullbacks, but neither one of them are giving assists. They 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 more defenders. They as E would say, they they play more like his boy Spider. Um, so they they not really giving nothing going forward. And if you get messy, which is a luxury player, you need somebody to feed that man to rock. So yeah. Also, we, like I said, we'll finish up with the rumors. Uh, we got D. Maria supposedly might be on the way. Uh, Dan, how hey, you feel hey, about that? It's, he signed a deal to go back to Benfica, man. Don't worry about it. Fake news, oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, what's his name? Fabrizio Romano said exclusive. You know, people been cooking him with how he be rolling out his swag. So now he be switching up exclusive. Let me try to find it. Benfica are closing in on Angel Di Maria deal. Here we go soon. Looks like it's going to be until June 24. He's accepted and waiting. So, yeah, he going back to Benfica. And it's ironic. Sorry, this is the MLS Minute. Benfica is the club that Freddie Adu went to when he saw Angel Di Maria and said, I'm better than this guy, but Angel Di Maria is doing whatever it takes to play and I just want to be a number 10. So yeah, shout out to Benfica, the place where Freddie Adu died. Football-wise, football-wise. Freddie, Freddie Adu. That's we're gonna we're gonna go in depth one day with that guy. I seen a bunch of interviews about him and his potential. Hey, I um, can find that guy, man. He around the corner, man. I can find oh, wow. Wow. He put y'all on the map for a minute. But yeah, man, they saying Busquets might be on the way. They Today we just saw if you if you hip Suarez will not be on the way. He is looking to retire because he's saying that he got bad chronic knee issues and he can't even finish the season. So um yeah, Messi gonna have to call some of them young boys over. No, you cannot have Almada. He's already on our squad. So you got to get somebody else from Argentina, bro. But uh that was the messy news. And um so Moving forward, we're going with the MLS Minute right now. Since it's only baseball that they're competing against, they're trying to play more games midweek. So the Saturday slate was pretty dry. But we're going to run through the results, and then I'm going to give you our focus game because we only had one of our front, our watch teams playing because we got ATL playing tomorrow. Oh, we already let the bag cat out the bag. But the results on Saturday were New NYC. Uh, versus Columbus, 1-1 draw. New England, Orlando City, 3-1 uh, New England. LAFC finally getting the dang on win versus Sporting Kansas City. Nashville got St. Louis about the way. St. Louis out here getting red cards. They started the season out well. They kind of tanking off right now. Um, San Jose and Portland, they gave us 0-0, okay? Our focus game this week. <laughs> I, I I I've been watching a lot of Wayne Rooney and them, and it was I told the fellas seven thirty, DC RSL. It should be a light. Clay asked me, should he go? I said no. Watch it on TV. The highlights might be more interesting. Now that I said that, I think I should take that shit back. I fucked up because fellas. Goal of the MLS season so far. Okay. My goal of the week. 
Pablo Ruiz, okay? First off, I don't know who this Miller dude is for DC United at goalkeeper, but bruh, your ass is finna get released. This is the second week you've been coming all out the box trying to do shit the Edison and Allison do. You not them. You in the MLS. Okay? You came out and bruh hit the ball from before the halfway line. He was still on his side. And he got it over your head. Embarrassing. Yeah, one zip RSL right there. Before that even happened, we got DC United defenders out here looking like Van Dyke when Pepe went at him that dang on day, like, oh, 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 don't, don't, don't get me. Holding on the guys, getting instant reds, okay? Fuck up out of here. Steve Burn Brum looking confused. You knew what you did, bro. But hey, RSL got another goal in the 51st. It was 2-1. Benteke looked decent. He was holding up the play. He's, his finishing touch was trash. But to end it off, Durkin got a little goal. That fella might be my, like, sleeper of the year. That Chris Durkin dude, y'all be bringing him in out the bench. It's a nice look right there. Y'all took that L this week. 2-1 to the 11th place team. Shit is embarrassing, man. We're going to run them uh them standards up next week and we're going to give you them goal, the, 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 the goal leaders. We're going to start that chase. Mukhtarian is up there, but he ain't top right now. So, yeah, check us out next week. MLS Mindy, we out. Good looks. I appreciate that, Marcus. Now, before we go... And before we get in our last segment, real quickly, I want to talk about uh, the TST, the soccer tournament. Of course, it's over now, but this was the first year of it. Cletus, Marcus, you guys were heavily watching it. I do watch the basketball version, but I didn't really get into the soccer version as much. Um, was it different in any way? And how did you feel about the tournament overall? Well, I'll, I'll give a piece and then Clay could touch on it. It was more like a 7 0. Was it 7 0? 7, I think it was more. Um, yeah, it was seven. like, yeah, it was 7 v 7. Um, and it had like a couple of different rules. Like, uh, it kind of was like they, the rules are similar to the all star game with basketball, like how you get to a certain amount of minutes if you don't score, like whatever the score is. The highest team, they might add one, and then that's what, you, what both teams got to get to. If the teams didn't get to that point, then you would lose a player, I think, every every minute. So then that would create different scenarios. It was a lot of teams that um that I checked out, but Clay, talk to, uh, tell them about your boy that was in that joint. Yeah, my boy Ramsey was in a tournament. There was a, some, some guys that I used to play with that was in a tournament um, on some of the VA squads, but and all in all, I think the tournament was like a good way to like market soccer even bigger for like some of the crowd in North Carolina and like just people who want to follow soccer but don't know how to like kind of start or go about it. And I think like it gave a lot of local teams to kind of come together and play, you know, against athletes, see how like teams in like Italy show it up, uh, Dorman show it up. I think was it West Ham or? Yeah, it had uh... – West Ham, we had Wolves, 
We had Wrexham, Tim, yeah. um, Dempsey. Yeah, his, Clint Dempsey had a squad. <laughs> yeah, him and his brother. The U.S. Yeah. women had a squad. Yo, Hashtag I'm sorry. United, you know. Yeah, shout out to my boy PK and them yeah, guys. Yeah, Wolves. Hey, they, they was good. I'm not going to lie. Their first couple of games, like, you could see, like, they're actually a talented team. You could see their weak size and all of that. But, like, it was actually pretty competitive. Like, as, like, after the group stages, it was very competitive. Hey, uh, we would know name a couple of the notable guys. Uh, uh, Fabregas play on Steve Nash's team. They were the combo 1907. They was the Italy team. They put hashtag out eventually. Um, yeah, big crowd. Chad Johnson was on the uh, Cincinnati team, the Natty SC. <laughs> yeah, he was geeks, bro. He was out there <laughs> just trying to hold up play and just losing the rock. Hey, baby. Um, some of them, some of the uh Dortmund like um greats was out there. Um, like one of the legendary goalkeepers they had. Um, did Geo play? Is he a is he a Dortmund legend already? Nah, bro, you, you, you gotta relax. You gotta relax. Um, <laughs> who was that? They had Bakaro Sako. That was like one of the more the boy that with the dreads who used to play. Uh, I think, but maybe three years ago for uh West Ham, he was out there. Um, they had Jermaine Jones, if you're a USA guy, Eddie Johnson, if you're a USA guy, and like I said, Steve Nash. Um, they had some TikTok dudes on Dortmund. I don't know what that was about, bro. Like he got punched in the face. Like they did that was a geek moment in the tournament. Like he was trying to like act hard, but like they just punched him. The dude just punched him in the face, got him up out the way. They just red card him, got him up out the way. But like how Clay said, I, I was mainly checking it out for um hashtag because I watched them on YouTube. But it was a very competitive tournament outside of like the USA women. I don't really think they should have took a squad out there because like, yo, they got their ass whooped by Dortmund. Like it was like 12 zip, bro. That was that was Brexham. They played it was Brexham. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shotty was on the camera tweaking. <sighs> that shit was nasty, bro. I had to cut that shit off, bro. I was like, Peacock, why you showing this? Um, yeah, it was some good play, man. Um, it ended up being like a low squad. I didn't even know about those guys. Some dude named Kevin uh, Nunez, he ended up pretty much scoring the goal that won that team a million dollars. I mean, even though you had to split it, but it's still like a big, a nice little achievement. Is it the same way in the basketball one? Do they all split just one million dollars? Yeah, they make them split up that check, man. You know how it goes, man. This ain't the NBA, okay? Please. <laughs> this is a finesse. Hey, man, I'm sorry. Hey, first year, though, so they got to get it in order, you know, as the interest goes up, then the pot goes up, you know? I'm yeah. surprised they haven't done one for football yet. If they had, like, seven-on-seven seven football, that would be cracked. But, hey, man, don't let's not give them too many ideas. They ain't paying us yet, so, hey. <laughs> All right, man, let's get to the last segment of the show. Champagne goal of the week. And I'll start it off this week. I'm going to go with Balogun's goal. Because since he finally scored for his national team, hey, Claytis, we asking for more money now, boy. Hey, you want that, boy? 40 million euros now. I heard Juventus is interested. I heard uh, Monaco's looking at him, Marseille. But the problem is 
Blavich, nobody wants him. So maybe Juventus don't need him. The transfer market is geeked up right now. Since people are asking for too much money, people are going to look for kids like Nicholas Jackson in Africa. So, hey, man, was this interesting? But Balogun, hey, I need more money for that boy right now. Austin Tressy. Yeah, hey, well, Marcus, <laughs> what's your champagne goal of the week? Hey, man, I just dropped it in our chat. Golasso Pablo Ruiz from beyond midfield. I'm about DC. to play right now. On DC United head top. Hey, E, what you got for the champagne dog? I got Bellerin as well, Bellagoon as well. That's what I have. Debut goal. What was it the 33rd minute, 34th minute? So kind of secure the uh, Nations League win for the U.S. That's what I'm going with. See, Ephraim is a great man of integrity because he wants Arsenal to make more money too. Thank you, brother. Or or, or I want to root on my national team, but yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, your national team depends on Arsenal selling this young man. Who else is going to score your goals? You want them to play, right? Help me sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? Man, I'm going with Pablo Ruiz, man. I, I saw it before Marcus was talking about it and over the weekend, and I was like, hey, <laughs> didn't Claytis just invite us to go to this match? <laughs> and then and then I'm seeing oh, and then yeah. I'm seeing oh yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Imagine, oh. imagine if we went and we saw this, this historic goal. It's like, all right, man, yeah, I'm I'm leaving. What well, hey, minute forty? Oh, yeah, halftime. I'm out. Hey, Heading man. back home. I'm taking that drive. I'm yep. Spark mm, all that. Pablo. Oh, Ruiz, you can't do a, all this over at DC United match. Come on, man. No, because I'm doing it because I know I should have just watched it on Apple TV at the crib just to see that. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, come on, what man. You gotta goal. see the style. Come on, man. Come on, Claytis. Nah, Claytis, why did nah. you want us to hide this result? Come on, man. Real Madrid gave Ronaldinho a standing ovation after he cooked them, man. You're supposed to enjoy this. What happened, Cletus? I saw I saw that goal, and I hit the chat, and I said, yo, Marcus, <laughs> please, let's not talk about this. Yeah, niggas still went on to talk about it. So it's not your champagne goal of the week? No, no, it's not. It's not. Oh. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so what is? <laughs> I wanted. I was gonna give it to your boy Bulligan for you know his first goal on the national team, but increase that I'm, transfer rate. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the other one. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Saka because that over the top from from you know from the new number ten, and you know be on the lookout. There, there's a new one on the field. The new number ten over the top. Saka won't. Yeah, that, that was a crazy hit, boy. Can't even figure yeah. that one. Shout out to Saka, man. First hat trick for the national team. And what you I feel say, like man? a proud uncle, man. I've been telling people about this man for six years, and he's finally showing everybody that I was right. But uh, I don't know if I'm right yet. We'll see. He hasn't, he hasn't played in the Champions League yet. But uh, good luck, brother. Uh, in the club, All-Stars. Who you win the club with, Ephraim? USA. Greg Burhalter. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm going with the USA winning the uh the uh, Nations League though over the weekend. So hey man, all right, I dig it, I dig it. 
Marcus, who you in the club with? Ruiz? I already gave him love, man. Oh, you know who we're in the club with, man. I'm in the club with all the black boys from England. And me and Trent, we discussing. Can Jack get in? Come on, man. Oh. Uh, hey, Gucci, Gucci Gearless, the way how you wore that damn jersey for four days straight, I goddamn respect your ass. I mean, and at least he came out and said, no shit. And shout out, yeah, shout out to, uh, what's his name? Phil Foden's son. He walked yeah. down on Holland oh. and said, I thought you was a girl. Bro, if I was, I, I would have lifted him off his feet. But yeah, man, mainly Trent, mainly soccer. Hey, bro, we in the club, dog. Trent showing y'all how he can do this thing, man, from the midfield. Somebody teach that boy how to dribble so he don't look like uh, Stones. Hey, man, Stones completed the most dribbles in the Champions League final since yeah. Messi in 2015. Come on, yeah, man. I'm about to say, Stones, Stones showed off. Stones You're right, off. Marcus. He can't dribble, but I don't know how they let him do that. It's nasty, see? That's why they lost, man. Whatever. Shout out to uh, – I'm a I'll, hey. In the club, I got I'm, I'm with the U.S. as well because you know Ghana's not gonna let me celebrate with them. They ain't gonna do nothing tight, and we're gonna be with Baby Jet. You know, Ghana actually plays the U.S. in a friendly October 17th in Ohio. <laughs> I'm not gonna be there. Shout out to the Ghanaian community in Ohio, though. I've been there. We out there heavy. Claytis knows, but uh, Claytis, who you in the club with, man? Yes, sir. This this week, man, I'm taking Habibi to the club and I'm taking Cristiano to the club because they don't drink. So I'm drinking all the lit because Habibi's been saving me. OK. Yeah, <laughs> that outside. yeah man. Shout out to wire transfers. Uh, Anthony, who are you in the club with? Rodri's on fire. Rodri's on fire. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that track comes on in the club, man. We getting lit, man. What a great season for sure. Well deserved, Rodri. And shout out to Pep Guardiola who said we probably should have lost, but <laughs> Lukaku can't shoot. <laughs> you know, so shout out to Lukaku for being a buster as well. He's yeah, he said, as well. He said, I'm a European <laughs> champion because a striker missed the header from like three yards away. Yeah, Something boy crazy. can't shoot. Or pass. <laughs> yeah, pass or, or run. Yeah, or run, right? <laughs> I saw what you said. Yeah, or run. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about his streak, though, right? Are we huh? going to have the streak in, in, in the qualifiers? Huh? Oh, oh, him oh. balling when nothing matters. Yeah, they said oh. Kaku is a low-stakes all-star. <laughs> they said that boy's a low-stakes all-star. When it's qualifiers, when it's nothing on the line, except for just making a tournament, oh, man, he becomes Kevin? Sabio. Kevin? Yeah, Kevin, hey. Yeah, huh? you, hey, you want to bring huh? up a white man for a black man failing? That's on you, all right? I'm going to talk about the black man being a buster because it don't matter saying? where he's at. I'm Kevin De Bruyne wasn't on the pitch with, oh, he was, and then he left. And then what happened, okay? So I mean, it wasn't by his grace of God, but hey. And then you got Courtois leaving the Belgium national team because they let Lukaku be the captain. I would be disgusted too. You let this slob be. Hey, let's get out of here, man. Champagne soccer. I don't want to disrespect Lukaku. It was just Juneteenth, man. <laughs> I'll let you on next week. <laughs> 
Y'all stay blessed out there. What we got to do, Marcus? Till next time, keep them pinkies up, man.